Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. Today, we're joined by our Northwest Division expert, Ryan Liu, here to break down the past week of NBA action for the Jazz, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Thunder, and Trailblazers. Ryan, so it looks like Utah's gotten off to a hot start. What's been going on this week? Yeah, John. So Utah's actually been playing really well as of late. They've actually been continuing their winning their win streak against the Hawks, the Nuggets, and the Pelicans, and they they won pretty handily, pretty easily. So it was pretty convincing to see them win those games there. Mike Conley has proven that his start the season was not a fluke. Um, he's actually playing really well this year. He is he's having a bounce back season for sure. Uh, after arriving last year in Utah, he's fitting in really nicely next to Donovan Mitchell. Uh, averaging, I think, his career high and three-point percentage, and he's also averaging at least six, per, six assists per game. So he's he's doing really well in that backcourt there and really running the team. Um, Rudy Gobert continues to lock down the paint on defense. Um, he's gra- he grabbed four blocks against the Hawks the other night. Um, he's just proving that he's Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he he's been there before, and I wouldn't I wouldn't count him out again this year already. Um, Jordan Clarkson, he just continues to lead that bench unit. He led all scorers with 23 points against the Nuggets the other night. Um, he's just he's he is going for that sixth man of the year award for sure. Interesting. So how's Utah looking compared to the rest of the West? Yeah, Utah's solidifying themselves as a top three team in the West. I mean, you can already tell with their win streak. Um, and they're, they're, they're competing with both LA teams already. Um, Utah is solidifying themselves as a top three team in the West for sure. Um, they've, they're competing with LA for the top three spots there. Um, they, can definitely, they can definitely finish in the top three if they continue this pace. They're, they have a lot of continuity. They brought a lot of their core back together this year. Uh, they didn't have any major additions, nor did they have any major losses in the offseason. So it's been the same team as what we've seen over the past couple of years. I'm just seeing them grow together and really, really come into fruition this year. And they're probably most, they probably most likely will win this division, to be honest with you. Awesome thinking about the Jazz, and the Blazers have been up and down so far this year. How is the situation over there going? Yeah, man, the Blazers have definitely been up and down so far. Um, they started out a little slow. Um, I don't know what happened other than, you know, their defense is always. Um, their defense is never a highlight of, of that team. Uh, their offense is kind of drives them with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. But Yusuf Nurkic went down with a wrist or hand injury, um, and he's going to be out for the next two months. So that was really, really sad to see because they were really starting to get, go- get things going. Um, so now Enos Cantor is going to fill into that spot there, into the starting center role. And you have guys like Nasir Little uh, off the bench there to fill in those minutes for the backup five. Um, even though he's a little undersized, he can definitely do it. Uh, he's definitely capable of guarding fives, I think, especially the way that Portland plays defense. Uh, Damian Lillard is continuing his early MVP case. He's leading in Portland in scoring so far this year. And uh, CJ McCollum continues, continues to play at a high level. He's definitely taking a step up this year to be Damian, to help Damian out, hopefully go far in the playoffs. Gotcha. So then in that case, like how do you, how do you see their playoff chances looking this early on in the season? Yeah, they definitely have a chance to make the playoffs. They just need to stay healthy. They really just need to stay healthy. I mean, that's been their it's been their thing this year. I mean, they haven't been able to stay stay healthy. I mean, with with, with ten seeds, I mean, they definitely have a higher chance of making the playoffs this year, uh, especially in the competitive West. But they really need to improve defensively. They lose a lot of their games because of their defense. A lot of teams outscore them. And because they can't really get a stop. Their offense has never been an issue. It's always on defense. Once they figure that out, they'll be pretty solid. Switching over to a team that's had some injury trouble in the Minnesota Timberwolves, how have they looked with everyone healthy so far this season? Yeah, Minnesota's had a tough start to the season so far. They've only played a handful of games with a fully healthy lineup. Um, unfortunately, Carl Anthony Towns came down with COVID. Um, he's had, he had a long story over the summer. Uh, a lot of his family members actually passed away due to COVID. So something's going on with his his genes, and I don't know what's going on there. But I, it's it's really sad to see that you know he came down with that too, and he's out indefinitely now as he recovers. And also their second game against the Grizzlies was postponed due to COVID. So I mean, you, as you can see, COVID is not only hurting this team, but it's hurting the entire league. And we really just are going to experience this for the rest of the season until. Until, you know, we all had vaccinate, vaccines and we're all vaccinated. But until then, you know, we're going to keep getting all these 
games with a lot of missing players. But D'Angelo Russell continues to lead the team in scoring in their losses against the Hawks and Magic, respectively. And Malik Beasley continues to surprise the season as he has eyes on the most improved player award. Now, while they've been injured, they do have a lot of youth. And I'm curious, how have the rookies looked? Yeah, Jared Vanderbilt has actually gotten a few spot starts in Carl Anthony Towns' absence. And then when Carl Anthony Towns will come back, I think he'll continue to get rotation minutes as well. Rookies Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDonald's have actually played a lot recently too in the rotation. Um, they're averaging at over 25 minutes a game. Um, and the funny is they're both Minnesota's first-round picks too, so I think they're really trying to develop them and see what they have there. Switching gears over to Oklahoma City, like another team with a lot of young talent, I mean, how is their whole... How has that been going for them? You know, Oklahoma City is still looking to prove all their doubters wrong. Uh, they play hard every night. Uh, they beat the Bulls in OT the other night with Shea Gilgeous-Alexander leading all the scores with 33 points. He also got a double-double with 10 assists there, so that was pretty cool to see. Uh, Lou Dort continues to lead the team on defense, and his defense will probably garner him a spot on the all-NBA defensive team this year, whether it be second or third or even first. Who knows? Uh, but he definitely d deserves his name in that conversation. Their game against Philadelphia was postponed to COVID. So, again, another... Another game here that was postponed. So, I mean, COVID is really just not going away here. Um, they did take a hard loss in Denver at the end of the week there, their division rival. And the Thunder will look to improve on their success that they had in the, to begin the season. They they begin, they begin the season 5-5, five and five, and so they're really just trying to build off of that because playing top 100 ball for this team is actually somewhat of an accomplishment. It might be a little early, but I'm curious. Do you think the Thunder have a chance of making the playoffs? I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. Um, they can definitely fight for the bottom play-in seeds, the 7-10 to 10 seeds, I think, in my opinion. Uh, they do play They do play hard, like I said, so they have nothing really to lose, and they're going to catch a lot of teams sleeping some nights. Uh, so they do have a chance to sneak in there. I do I do see that, but they need to put together some big ones. Finishing things off with the Nuggets, one of the best teams in this division. How have they been looking this week? You know, Denver's been looking better. Nikola Jokic is on a tear. He led the team in scoring in all three of their games this week against the Warriors, the Jazz, and the Thunder. They did beat the Warriors and the Thunder, but they did fall to the Jazz. The Jazz are do seem superior in this division so far, as, as we can see here. And after the after the loss to the Jazz, the Nuggets bounced back with wins over the Thunder and Suns. Michael Porter Jr. is still out with COVID, and he's been out for the past handful of games. They hope to get him back soon. P.J. Dozier has actually been playing solid off the bench. He went undrafted last year, so it's really nice to see that, you know, they got some country contribution from the bench you know without having many draft picks honestly it's been shocking to see the lack of chemistry on defense uh, to start the season so far they're in the bottom half of defensive rating when they do put the when they do put their defense together they do have a chance to go far in the playoffs as we saw last year when they started to put it together but Mike, michael malone is the defensive head coach so i mean their focus is every every night is on defense even though it may not may not show so it's just it's interesting to see the lack of chemistry because they've kept the same team intact for the most part um, they only lost Jeremy Grant this offseason. To my knowledge, they only lost Jeremy Grant. Um, so, I mean, losing one player there, I mean, unless he had that much of an impact. Uh, but you're seeing the same team come back, and they're still struggling defensively. So, it only needs to be figured out here, I think, uh, before it gets too late. Awesome. So, I guess I'm curious as to what's maybe surprised you the most about this team this year. They're definitely going to make noise in the playoffs. I don't know how high of a seed they're going to be, but, you know, they'll definitely make the playoffs, and I think they'll definitely make some noise if they, if they can figure it out. I'm still trying to see Jamal Murray takes that next step this year, too, to become that solidified all-star. Uh, if he does that, I, I don't see any issues with Denver, I think, uh, as Nicole Jokic and, and Jamal grow together in that chemistry by themselves. I mean, they can, they already provide a lethal one-two punch, so. Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. Today, we're joined by our Central Division expert, Logan Noctrob, here to break down the past week of NBA action for the Bucks, Bulls, Cavs, Pacers, and Pistons. Logan, to start us off, how have the Pistons been handling their rebuild? The Pistons finished the week with a one-and-two record, and their game against the Wizards was postponed. Jeremy Grant continues to look like an all-star after averaging 27.3 points per game, 6.3 rebounds per game, 
and 5.3 assists per game this week. And man, I am telling you right now, do not be surprised when his name is in the conversation for most improved player. In their first game against the Heat this week, Pistons rookie Isaiah Stewart out of Washington also posted an impressive 10.11 rebound double-double in just 19 minutes of action. It was also just announced on Wednesday that Pistons rookie Killian Hayes will miss eight weeks with an injury to his right hip. He was diagnosed with a torn labrum in his right hip. This is the piece of cartilage separating the ball and socket parts of the joint in your hip. While this can cause discomfort, it fortunately will not require surgery. Awesome stuff, Logan. And speaking of teams with the potential to really make serious waves around the league, what are you seeing from Indiana? The Pacers posted just a 1-2 record this week, with their game against the Suns being postponed. The biggest news for Pacers fans is the health concerns for Karis LeVert. A recent MRI revealed a mass on LeVert's kidney, which was frightening given that he felt completely healthy. He claims that the trade could have saved him in the long run. Hopefully all goes well with him and he's able to return to action soon. A high point of the week for Pacers fans definitely came with the return of Jeremy Lamb who averaged around 12.5 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists last year for the Pacers before tearing his ACL in February of 2020. I know that this is said about a lot of different teams, but I believe health really is the X factor for this Pacers squad. I think this is a team capable of making the Eastern Conference Finals and potentially competing for a championship in the Finals if they can take the court with a full lineup of guys. So definitely a bold statement on the Pacers and can't wait to see how that plays out for them. How have you seen the Bulls handling their rebuild at the same time? The Bulls racked up some impressive wins to finish two and one on the week. After finishing with just 10 points in the Bulls win against the Mavericks, Levine didn't miss a beat, dropping 33 points against the Rockets for his seventh 30 point game of the season. Despite concerns about his return, Laurie Markkinen hasn't appeared to negatively affect the Bulls as he averaged around 21 points and eight boards in his three games back. With Levine continuing to dazzle, his name seems to be increasingly surrounded by trade talks. While I wouldn't expect to see a deal, Karnisavas was brought on in April of 2020 to take the franchise in a new direction. Seeing as few to no people know his thoughts on Levine, everyone is just kind of left to wonder who the Bulls are going to decide to rebuild around. They've definitely got some great players and can move this franchise in a number of different directions. So I, for one, am going to be watching to see what this team does because the bottom three spots or so in the East are wide open. So Logan, the Cavs started off the season pretty hot. How have they been able to keep it up? Yeah, the Cavs finished this week with a 2-0 record, but their two games against the Wizards were postponed. One of these wins was a shocking 147-135 victory over the New Look Nets in double overtime. This was the first game where Kyrie, KD, and Harden all played together. Colin Sexton posted a career-high 42 points in the Cavs' win over the Nets, and this is exactly what they need from a guy like him at a time like this. We'll see if this performance can start to really jumpstart this Cavs team. Sexton took over in the overtime periods and scored 20 straight for the Cavs. The Cavaliers will also look to move on from Kevin Porter Jr. after an altercation in the locker room resulted from his locker being given to the newly acquired Torian Prince. While still early in the season, their two wins this week placed them at sixth in the Eastern Conference. And with continued development, we could see this team make the playoffs despite doubts from many at the beginning of the season. How have the Bucs been able to mesh recently? The Bucs had a 1-1 record this past week. 
One player that has stood out in the past week has been Bobby Portis. He came off the bench in both games for the Bucks this week and averaged six points and 10 boards in an average of just over 15 minutes per game. This is an interesting season for the Bucks because for the first time in several years, they don't look like they will stand head and shoulders above the rest of the East. But when you've got a team with a perennial superstar like Giannis and someone with a playoff history like Drew Holiday, you really can't ever count a team like this out. All it'll take is for these players to get hot come that time like Drew has done in the past, such as in 2018 against the Blazers. I mean, that happens and they could compete for a championship.